future on the go across the, the platform with his guitar <laughs> but uh, if you ain't ever seen back to the future you don't even know what I'm talking about but um, never mind <laughs> my humor is definitely not most people's thank God for that <laughs> uh, turning your word tonight to Hebrews chapter 8 um, using for a subject tonight in Christ alone Nothing else matters. In Christ alone. Summer and I was having a discussion down here. and uh, Many times if you see me looking down at my phone, I'm looking at notes and stuff throughout the week. And, uh, I'm not up here playing solitaire or anything. I don't like that game anyhow. But um, we were discussing, is it you can't see the forest for the tree or you can't see the trees for the forest. It's actually you can't see the forest for the tree, trees. And uh, so many people focus in on details or trying to make something a detail, and they miss the entire picture. Uh, we we try to, they are having one more discussion out there about who's going to get the bathroom first, but uh, we, we try to, to, and I, I use the term split hairs, um, trying to prove ourselves uh, maybe more intelligent, or I have a better understanding than you, or whatever it may be, we try to break things down and we discuss things and we make it a huge topic when in reality, we're missing the entire picture. Because people need Jesus. People need salvation. And we as a church, as a whole, have harped on so many things for so long, sometimes we have missed the entire picture. The bottom line is that Jesus Christ came to save the lost. 
and that we are called, we are mandated, we are, we are uh, commissioned to go ye therefore into all the world to teach all the counsel of God, to, to, to reach as many as we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ, not with our theory, not with our thought, not with our opinion, but with the word of God. So tonight in Hebrews chapter 8, we're actually going to read the whole chapter. Don't worry, it's only 13 verses. So it won't take that uh, long to read. It may take that long to read. I don't know. I, I told someone, I was like, it's like time flew by this morning. Uh, but that's okay. I, I said, I, I am determined to break custom. I don't know what time we got out, but it don't matter. I've never been on a time anyway. I don't, I don't know why we have that. I look at it, but I don't pay it any attention. I pretend that I'm going to hurry for y'all, and I don't hurry. <laughs> just, uh, it's maybe just to ease your nerves or something, and y'all probably know that by now. But anyway, Romans, or not Romans, <laughs> uh, Hebrews chapter 8. I have Romans on my mind because I'm studying some things in Romans. But Hebrews 8, beginning of verse 1, says, Now of these things which we have spoken, this is the sum. Summing it up. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the, ma of, of the majesty in the heavens. We just sang about it. They didn't know what I was preaching about. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man, talking about Jesus Christ, have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests who offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that you make all things according to the pattern showed to you in the mount. But now... That word but is always used in contrast. Contrary to what? But now he has he obtained a more excellent ministry. Don't you know that with Jesus it's better? By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Which was established upon better promises. We should just call it better. <laughs> We're ready to have church tonight. We're ready to. I'm ready. I'm excited. A better, uh, or better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, and we know it was not, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days. I want to stop right here for a moment. Realize, spiritually speaking, we are the house of Israel. We are the body of Christ, the church. For this covenant, uh, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from least to greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their, sin, uh, and, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said, a new covenant he has made, the first old, now that which decays and waxes old is ready to vanish away. When, um, when something is old, it's done, it's uh, whatever, it's vanished away, it's done away with. What we have going on, has been going on, and will continue to go on, 
is what exactly Summer and I have been talking about for the last several months. Uh, I've actually preached on it for the last eight years. <laughs> People try to mix law and grace. We try to say we're saved by grace but live under law. Or we say that uh, we have to do this, do that, whatever. We have a high priest. His name is Jesus Christ. We just read it. We have a high priest. He's met every requirement. He supplied every need of the human race. The very fact that he sat down at the right hand of God, at the throne of God, proclaims the fact that his work is a finished work. Period. So, child of God, you've got to put down your carnal weapons. Quit looking at the trees and look at the forest. Put down your carnal weapons because the battle is already won. Can somebody say praise God for that? We don't have to fight. We just show up. Chapter 8 is summing up what was stated. He, Jesus Christ, is the high priest. So, so several statements are made to establish the excellency of Christ's ministry. Several uh, uh, statements are made in this text that, that establishes the excellency of Christ's ministry because everything he does is excellent. Everything he does is absolutely perfect. So first, one, Christ as a high priest is sat on the right hand of the throne of God in that it itself tells us one thing, that his work is finished. Verse 1, if, if you underline, if you take notes, I, if you don't have a Bible, you write in and get one. My Bible has coloring and pencil marks and arrows, and, and I know which Bible's which because certain passages and pages are tore out because sometimes I used to get excited and slap my Bible and I realized I was tearing my binding up, so I quit doing that. Um, but but we, we color in ours, and, and it's like, uh, uh, you remember Bill Cosby picture page, and we, we, we do that stuff, and like all this stuff, I just, I, I don't mind writing in it. So get you one where you can because it just, sometimes you just need it, be reminded. So, so Christ is the high priest set on the right hand of the throne of God. Verse, verse 1, it tells us, that, so our, our high priest is a minister of the sanctuary and of the tabernacle. <laughs> it's amazing the songs that were, they, they had no idea what I was ministering on. We are the tabernacle. You are. What makes you a sanctuary? The presence of God dwelling in us. Who's the minister of that? Christ. So when we get this, I always am taken back to when we were set over here. This used to be the fellowship area when I first started our Bible studies. And, and we were teaching in the book of Acts. And Sister Gunner, you may remember this because Dorothy Nathanson was sitting at the table and she was like, ah! we're, the, we're the church, we're the tabernacle, I'm the sanctuary. Yes, What? It was such a, a, a revelation to her that her eyes of her understanding were enlightened that she understood that Christ dwells in me. Hallelujah. In her 70s, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And her life was changed. So that Christ is the minister of the tabernacle and the sanctuary, the true sanctuary. The Lord pitched, not man. The Lord made, not man. The Lord builds you. The Lord forms you. The Lord shapes you, not man. Three, our high priest is, the, is a mediator of a better, verse 6, better covenant. You know, I, I've never claimed to be a genius, and you all know that. Uh, and you all can amen that. That's fine with me. It don't hurt my feelings, because you know that I'm not. But I know better means better. It's, 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 it's just better. I was going to say improved, and, and, but it's better. I mean, you know, when, when, when thank God for remotes now, because it's better. I don't have to get up and... Uh, yeah, I mean, some of you should know what it's like to hold the antenna. And it's, don't move! <laughs> or go turn the UHF dial and you're up there. You just got to hold it because if you let go, the picture ain't going to be better. Thank God that there's better uh, things now that we don't have to do. All. Well, we still have to adjust our antenna, but uh, it's okay. But he's the mediator of a better covenant. The covenant that he mediates is based on, guess what? Better promises. <laughs> better promises. 
So we, the earthly priesthood of the Arianic, or Arianic, however you want to say that, order it, with its sacrifices in the holy places is only the example and shadow of heavenly things. It was a show of what was coming, what was going to take place. We, that's, that's verse 5. So it can never be said enough, His work is finished. I'll say it till I die. His work is finished. Why are we adding to it? Why are we? It's either, it's either finished or it's not. What, what makes us think that we're so high and mighty and intelligent and, and such a supreme being? You know, because I'm the tabernacle sanctuary of God and He dwells in me. And, and I, I need, He needed me to add this. No, He don't. His work's finished. It's finished. If I went to wherever... Uh, the Mona Lisa painting, the original was. I don't know where that's at. I'm not an art guy. I, I know it's not in the Shield Museum. I just I know that. But um, if I went and I was going to, well, you know what? This eyebrow's a little jacked up. Let me, I, I, I messed it all up. I insulted the artist, whoever that guy was. What was it? You know? Was it Vincent Van Gogh? Michelangelo. Was that a Ninja Turtle? Was that an artist? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But I, I can't add to the finished work. It's, it, and, and, and I'm not comparing the Mona Lisa with the finished work of Christ. I'm just using an example. I cannot add anything to it. Because I am not the creator of the work. I am not the author of the work. You go on in Hebrews and it tells us to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, I can't add anything to a work that's already been done. Can't do it? I can try, I, I, I can do, but I, I can't, I can't. Nobody can. It, and so it can never be said enough that his work is finished, and we must look totally and completely to him, and specifically to what he's done at Calvary's cross, because it supplies all of our need. So the sinner can't save himself. It's justification by faith. It's simply faith in the finished work of Christ that atoned for sin, that took the penalty, which is death, and its turn gave life, but even better, it gave life more abundantly. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder, do people really know? I mean, are you enjoying the abundant life? It, it, we have life more abundantly. So whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life, or however you want to say it. i got a better promise. When I'm dead, I'm not just going to be hanging down around in the ground. I, when I, when, when I, when I, I, I die, to be absent from the body, to be pre if you're in Christ, to be present with the Lord, I have a better promise. For the believer, you can't be victorious, or holy, or righteous, or even Christ-like, or receive anything from the Lord but one way. How? Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. By simply trusting in what he did at the cross. You, you, you can't. So we have a new covenant, a new established uh, covenant, a, a made on better promises. Everything about it is better, but we want to add old back into how many of you get a new pair of shoes and take your old dirty shoelaces out and put them in your new shoes? I just like them because they was always sweet and good and nice. They were stretched out so I could tie them from up here. I didn't have to bend down. Get all red-faced. No, you don't do that. So the priests of old continually stood before God because their service was always incomplete. Every day, back to the ground. Every day, all the rituals, all the ceremonies, all of the stuff was always a continuous process because the work was never finished. But because his work is finished, he now sits at the right hand of the Father. And because he does, and, and, and because he is the mediator, now you and I have the privilege to approach the throne of God. My God, somebody will be happy about that. In fact, Hebrews 4 and 16 tells us 
that we can even do it boldly. He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ. Why? That's how he made us. That's where he made us. But we have the privilege to approach the, the throne of God boldly. Why? Because he knows you're going to need help. He knows you, you're going to need him. I don't have to go through all the processes. Thank God for it. <coughs> Listen, I don't mind knowing. I don't mind people calling me. I don't mind uh, people, and I believe that you know this, and, and, and asking for I don't mind that at all. But we want you to know, and I, and I know that you do know, that you don't have to go through that process because you have the same access into the throne room of God that I've got. And the access is gained in and by and through Christ Jesus. <laughs> you don't have to go sit in a confession booth and you don't have to talk to some, you don't have to do all of that stuff. You take it to the Lord. Our faith in Christ and His finished work at the cross places us literally, listen, literally, in Christ. It's Ephesians 2.6. Do we, do we get this? Do we grasp this simplicity of the gospel that we are literally in Christ? So Christ did what? He fulfilled the law. How are you, how are you and I going to live the, up to the law? We don't, but we... It's fulfilled in Christ. So in Christ, resting in Christ, the law is fulfilled. He's raised us up together. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This, this exalted uh, position is, is not attained by our works. And if, if we attempt to gain it by self, it will instantly be rejected. Romans 8 and 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. Meaning that if I try to add anything to the finished work of Christ, then I am in the flesh and it does not please God. That's it. It don't please God. Hebrews 7 and 25 tells us, tells us why. Because... Uh, and he, Jesus, is in this position to make intercession for us. He desires and he does, he makes intercession for us. In order for there to be a mediator, there's got to be three parties. It's not a mediator of one. There, there has to, he's a mediator between God and, and us. He's the way. He is a minister of the sanctuary as well as the true tabernacle. So, so ministry in Greek is liturgios or liturgios, whichever way you want to say it. Meaning belonging to the people. A person of service. Sanctuary means holy places. As a, as a servant, what does he do? Going back to 7, verse 25, Hebrews 7, verse 25. He constantly makes intercession for the believer. What an honor, what a, what a comfort in knowing that I have Christ Jesus interceding on my behalf. You have him interceding on your behalf. So we have no reason to worry, doubt, or fear. We have no reason to be sidetracked with the trees we need to see for what it is. So look who we have praying for us under the old covenant, everything centered around the high priest's ministry. It's centered around the priest's, uh, the priest's ministry in the tabernacle. And when the priest failed, the people had no other approach to God. Under the new covenant, everything is also centered around the high priest, which is Christ Jesus, but our high priest will never fail. He can't. He can't fail. It's Jesus Christ. He has a more excellent ministry in the true tabernacle. The Lord has prepared instead of the one man's hands Moses has prepared. So I am, again, you are his tabernacle. We are. 
Sin is the barrier between us, man, and God. But God made a way for man to restore this relationship. 1 John 1 and 7 says, The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleanses us from all sin. So we have to understand that, that in Christ Jesus, I have everything that I will ever need. Everything that, that I ever will have or do need is found in Christ Jesus. So Christ is the bridge over this great divide that once was there, this chasm, if you will, that separated you and I from Christ. Now Christ came to fulfill the law. Christ is the high priest. He is the mediator. He is the bridge that, that, was, that, that, that bridged that gap so that you and I have access to the Father. So if we are holy and righteous in Christ, then why does he need to intercede for us? If you are counted righteous and holy in Christ, then why does he need to intercede for you? Because we're still in the flesh. <laughs> we're still dealing with it. I mean, for crying out loud, you got Ricky Shue posting about the Cowboys. They ain't been in the Super Bowl since I was four. Ricky, if you're watching, yeah, your Cowboys are terrible, and it's okay. We're in the flesh. I mean, nobody led by the Spirit would root for the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm just messing, Ricky. And if you're a Cowboys fan, uh, that's fine. But, but if we're holy and righteous, why does he need to intercede? Because we still sin. Man, it's not perfect. None of us are perfect. This building, the, 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 we say it all the time, that the moment this church becomes imperfect, this place of worship becomes imperfect, is when anyone enters that door. No matter who it is. So by, we, we don't advocate sin. Hear, hear me clear. This is not a license to live like you want. 1 John 2, 1 and 2, it lets us know if any man sin, we, we have the advocate with the Father... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Uh, the, he's the righteous, and he, he is the propitiation of our uh, sins, and, and not of ours only, but also for the sins of the, of, of, of the whole world. So when we do sin, we're instructed, though. When we do sin, we're instructed in 1 John 1 and 9 to confess our sins to the Lord, knowing that He is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So without the intercession of the mediator, Christ Jesus, without the, the, the convicting uh, power of the Holy Spirit, you and I wouldn't desire to repent. We wouldn't. It's because of the Holy Spirit that you do desire to repent, that you are drawn to Christ Jesus. Because man in their lost and fallen state in themselves sees no need for the mediator because they see themselves as right. They know something's there, but they think they are the answer. Christ intercedes on our behalf, but he also intercedes on the behalf of those that don't even know him yet. Hear me clear. Oh, no, we don't. Yes, he does. That the Holy Spirit works. He draws us. You may not understand what that drawing is, but it's the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Go back to that moment that you accepted Christ, that moment you felt like you would throw up. Like, you didn't know what was going on. Your heart was beating all hard, and you was like, Ooh, what's going on here? And, and you just felt like something was pulling you. It's the Holy Spirit. So this is why he intercedes on our behalf. The pivotal scripture in all of Hebrews is verse 6. But now he hath obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant. Of a better covenant. Listen, we, we talk about this, and people use this, and they, and they go all over the place with it. We don't live under the old covenant, we live under the new. We're not living under law, we're living under grace. We're saved by grace. The priesthood of Jesus Christ is far superior to the Arianic priesthood. When we ap apply law, listen, Christ fulfilled law. He did not, and, and I'm not hitting on a, there's a thread going on right now, and I'm not there. I'm, this is not what this is about. 
but we, he didn't, he didn't we, the law was not abolished, but we, the law was fulfilled in Christ. I don't have to do the things in Christ. We go to this Philippians chapter 2, we take on the mind of Christ. When I have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ, and I desire to be Christ-like, I'm not going to want to steal, kill, uh, uh, covet, or, or, or any of those things. I'm not going to want to do those things. Or even remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. I'm going to because He is my rest and I am going to honor Him. Well, it's a literal day. I worship Him every day. We try to nitpick and make ourselves sound intelligent. I want to let you know again, if we are lost and undone and in Pit, uh, the, the, the basically we are in the pit of hell uh, in our own mind. We have no hope. We don't know Jesus. We don't know anything. We don't know the difference in John the Baptist and Judas. We don't know if there's a Mordecai in the Bible or not. We don't know about the, the New Testament and the Old Testament. We don't know about the New Covenant and the Old Covenant. We don't know about the Hebraic Law and the Levitical Law. We don't know about the New Moon and the Old Moon and the, the New Covenant. And the old. We don't know any of that stuff. All we know is, I don't like me. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like anything about me. I won't change. And I promise you that they're not going to change when you begin to argue about the trees in the forest. Give them Jesus. Give them what saved your soul. Why, what, what, what have we become? What, have, what are we doing? With What are we doing? Again, going back, Sarah, I've said this a lot lately. When you prove yourself right, then what? I'm right. Hey, ten points for you, graduate. Wait. Play double jeopardy? Now, I don't. What do you want me to say? Hallelujah! I'm, all hell to you. You're right. No. This is what we become. We're instituting garbage for truth. Well, brother, you don't understand the word. I do understand the word. And when I began to read, listen. There's a danger in reading commentaries. Hear me clear. Because if you don't know the whole counsel of God, you don't know the Word of God, and you're not desiring that the Holy Spirit enlighten the eyes of your understanding, you begin to read commentaries, you begin to read man's twist on how they interpret Scripture. And if they're not interpreting it right, if they're not rightly dividing the Word, you're going to be taken down a path that you didn't realize you were taking, and all of a sudden you're going to find yourself almost in the position of Judas, ready to sell Jesus out to prove yourself right. There's a very big danger in what you avail yourself to. Listen, I, we, <coughs> I don't assassinate character and I don't do that, but we do, we do call out those things that aren't right. I've said it before. You've got Joyce Meyer's books, throw them in the garbage. If you want to donate them, we'll, we'll start fires with them. I don't care. Well, brother, you shouldn't do that. Let me tell you something. You've got to know the Word of God. Not just that. There's others, Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, all those things. You need to know the Word of God. I'm not saying they're, they're horrible, awful people, but you need to be reading the Word of God. Period. There's great things that happen to wonderful men and women of God, and they have books about and that's fine. But I'm talking about doctrinal things. We're talking about what are we availing ourselves to when we're attaching ourselves to people that believe in, 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 in prophecy booths, there's a danger. See, we attach Jesus to this, and we now call it prophesying booths or prophecy tables when the Bible says that we're, that's basically you're seeking the counsel of mediums. We call it, uh, 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 what is that? Psychics. Is it real? Yeah. Witchcraft. But we no 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 no. You're going way out there. No, I'm telling. Listen, listen. Does the Lord use people to prophesy to people? Absolutely. But but you ain't gonna go have to sit down at some table 
find it. I'm going to go on before I get in trouble. The priesthood of Jesus Christ is far superior than that Arianic because his blood is far more superior than that of animals. His ministry is far more excellent. The blood of bulls and goats, and, 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 and they could only cover, it could only cover the mercy seat. It could not take away sin. It couldn't take it away. So the blood of Christ not only covers, but it takes away sin. But what we do in all our self-righteousness and all our intelligence and all of our studies, we make His blood of no value when we want to add our to sin in. Why can we not live with this simple truth? His Word says it, and that settles it. Just call me a dumb old redneck from North Carolina. I don't care what you call me. I like to keep it simple. When we were meeting with the, uh, Israel and Ashley about outreach, we told them over and over, keep it simple. You ain't got to do something all crazy. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. When you was desperate for Jesus, you didn't care if they had a Ferris wheel, a cotton candy machine, or if they were bobbing for apples. You didn't pay attention to none of that stuff. All you know is you wanted something. And when you found Jesus, you didn't know anything else was around. When Jesus is not the main attraction, it's a big problem. Big problem. So the blood of Christ, it, only, it not only covers, but it takes away. So but this is why you go back into the Old Testament. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. Our, our security, we are eternally secure in Christ. In Christ. But the moment I walk outside Outside the parameters, the uh, prescribed order of victory, if you will, my, I began to separate that security. Now, we've had people leave here before because we talked about you can walk away from the Lord. You can. He'll never walk away from you. And it's not something easy. You got all, all the, all the whole other hand, I grew up and I was terrified. I've told you this before. I was terrified. If, if I was speeding, I, I was breaking the law on the... And the trump of God was sound. I was going to hell. And I was finally like, man, ain't no way I can do this. I'm going to just live like hell anyway. I didn't understand grace and I didn't understand mercy. But then you got the whole other aspect of it that they take grace as a license to live like they want and do what they want and grace covers it. Grace is not a license to live like we want. When you are in Christ, you don't want to do those things. You don't have to try to keep those things because you don't desire. He's the mediator of a better covenant. With a better covenant comes a better blessing. Now your blessing isn't dependent upon your ability to carry out acts and works. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. My blessing has is, is, is already been afforded to me. Your blessing is and always will be in Christ Jesus. I don't have to do anything but receive. You don't have to do anything but receive. Why do we think we have to work for it? Why do we think we have to earn it? I've got to sing louder. I've got to shout louder. I've got to learn harmonies. I've got to learn to play the guitar. Play the harmonica. I've got to learn to... Steve Stone can actually play the Jew, the jaw harp, the Jew's harp. <laughs> he called me and he was playing it. I referred to it a while back. And Steve Stone, if you're at, you're watching uh, practices at uh, Hope will call you. <laughs> I was like, well, that's awesome. So now we have this new and better covenant, which which when received allows the Holy Spirit to continue dwell in you and work in you and leading you and guiding you and directing and purging you, dressing the vine and, and it's to allow you to be more fruitful. He's the vine, I'm the branch. I have never, listen, uh, you know we're not gardeners, that's no secret, but um, I tried to take pointers. Maybe I just don't hear, I don't know. I tried to dress the tomato vine. Here's the point I'm getting at. We've never had a tomato uh, plant 
dress itself. Never. And the fruit of the vine is the tomato. It's hanging on the branch. But if the vine's not supplying water to the branch, which in turn is supplying nutrients to the fruit, then it does not bear any. I do know they call them suckers or whatever you want to call them. I know if Elise Brown, that ain't good. I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to do this. I don't know the terminology and all that thing. But it's never taken care of itself. The beauty of this is God does it all. All we have to do is remain in the vine. And he is so good and so gracious that he allows the branch of the vine to bear the fruit. So verse 11 says, And they shall not uh, teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. This is that complicated process of the old covenant. But uh, for all shall know me from the least to greatest. This is the beauty of the new. To have that childlike faith, to have that, to have that desire, that, that pure in, in, in heart. So we, we, we now have a better teacher, the Holy Spirit. I don't need a Gamaliel or Gamaliel or however you say it. I don't need I, the Holy Spirit. He teaches us all things. John 16, verses 13 through 15 says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. <coughs> he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that... Uh, the Father has her mind, therefore said I that he shall take a mind and shall show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Who could be better? Nobody. I, I, my, my favorite teacher I ever had, I couldn't stand her when I first had her. Her name was Miss Beatty, my fourth grade teacher. I was terrified of this lady. She had big glasses in me. I don't know why they scared me. Now I got big glasses. She used to go, Woo! When I'd... <laughs> That's the lady I got whipped. I was the principal whipped me for cussing in her class. <laughs> Fourth grade, I mean, uh, uh, I, was, I was rough. but uh, So I thought I'm going to get on her good side, and I made her a, a ceramic bear for Christmas. I'm a fourth grade kid in a class with a bunch of old ladies painting ceramic, ceramics. <laughs> and uh, I began, I came to, I did, that didn't really win me over because I did a lot of stupid things. But I, I, I learned to appreciate her and I learned to like her because she was tough on me. And I thought I, I would never have had a, a better teacher. And I was fourth grade, it was a long time ago. But man, when I came truly came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I began to learn as the Holy Spirit taught me. There's nothing no man can tell me or teach me that the Holy Spirit has, uh, will not or, or has not or will not. What we desire is man's explanation, man's take, man's terminology, man's twist, because they've studied. And nothing's wrong with study. And there's nothing wrong with having dialogue. But we should desire to be taught by the Holy Spirit, period. Everything we need is in His Word. And His Word is literal. It's literal. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And again, who could be better? Verse 13 says, He has made the first old. Now that which decays and waxes old is ready to vanish away. Christ again fulfilled the law. How do we fulfill it? In Christ. Not the duties of it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I, in Christ. I'm not going to want to do those things. 
We want to twist it. We want to turn it. We want to, we want to put our, 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 our whatever on it. There is now no need for the old covenant. We've got a better one. Do we believe this? Colossians 2, 14-23. We know 14-15, we read it a lot, but blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, that was against us. The law. Against you. Again, law showed you how worthless, who you were, the need of a Savior. The law. Which was contrary to us. We couldn't keep its precepts. No way. You can't. Nobody can. Nobody. Not in themselves. I don't care how smart you are, how educated you are, how, how holy and righteous, how you dress, how I, I, it does not matter. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting off, but I used to work with some fellas, and I'm not going to call out the specific uh, denomination, but they didn't want, they would not work on Saturday because that was a Sabbath. They had to keep it holy. But after they went and worship, they'd go play soccer. I'd be like, is that not contradictory to what you're saying? You're, you're, you don't, you're going out to eat. <laughs> you're making people work for you. You're co totally contradicting everything you're telling me you're doing. I, so I don't, I don't get it. So anyway, Colossians 2, 14 through 23, I'm halfway through 14, which was contrary to us. He took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and have it spoil principalities and powers and made sure of them openly triumphing over them. Listen to verse 16. Let no, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility or in worshiping of angels and in, in, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head, from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered, and knit together increase with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, if you be dead with Christ from, under, from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting the body, not in any honor to satisfying of the flesh. We have everything we need in Christ, and we're trying to add to. We try to make ourselves sound great. We've manipulated, twisted, and we, 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 we've put our two sin in here and there. And we bought into the ideology of man's thinking. Hear me. The, I, I use this term because I don't know what other term to use. Mainstream church has incorporated this into their teaching and preaching because it sounds good. When the simplicity of it all is Christ is all we need. That's it. And that's all. Nothing more. Nothing less. His work is finished. He said it is finished. And that's what it means. There's nothing that I need to do. If he fulfilled the law, he did. Then why are I trying to keep the rudiments or the ordinances of the law myself? I can't. In Christ, they are fulfilled. In Christ. So we wrap ourselves up looking up the tree and we miss the entire forest. There are people perishing as we speak. There are people right now getting ready to take their last breath and enter one of two places for eternity, hell or heaven. And we're discussing things that's not going to profit them one thing.
really. This is where we've come to. The church has got to get back to the basics. We have got to get back to preaching the blood of Jesus Christ. And get off our theology kicks. If we were on our neology kicks more than we are our theology kicks, a lot more things would happen. You'd see a whole lot more posts like Wayne just posted. Praise God, another one came home to the Lord today. And if you're watching this and you get mad and you want to call me and debate with me, guess what? I ain't answering. Because I don't have time for it. There are people that need Jesus. Paul said, I determined to know Christ, know anything among you, save Christ and him crucified. Before he went, he already determined, I'm not going to get caught up in the trees. I'm going to keep looking at the forest. So I want to tell you tonight, Christ is all you need. I know you know that, but you need reminders, so do I. He's all you need. Stand with me, if you will. Sing the musicians, you can come. I, I know I, 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 I threw some names out there, and uh, I, I don't throw those names out there to destroy the person. Uh, I throw them out there in this realm to make sure you're aware of what you may involve yourself with. We need to ask the Lord, like I said this morning, like Paul said, Lord, what will you have me do? We need to ask the Lord to lead us and guide us in all areas of our lives. The, the Holy Spirit that we so desire. You know, us Pentecostals, we love a move of the Holy Ghost. We want to feel His presence. We don't like it when He corrects us. When He, when he chastens us. When He prunes the vine, when he purges and he dresses the vine. We don't like that part, but it's what we need to ask him to do. Because it's not to hurt us, it's not to, it's to make us more fruitful. You want to see more fruit in, 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 in the life, your life, in the ministry, youth ministry, children ministry, this ministry, Lord, search me, know me, cleanse me, clean me, pur dress the vine. There's something I'm doing that I don't need to be doing. If there's something I'm listening to, I don't need to be listening to. If there's something I'm reading, I don't need to be reading. If there's something I'm watching, I don't need to be watching. Lord, show me. Because I want to be in your will. I want to solely and 100% be in you, Christ Jesus. And rest. Simply rest in the finished work. Tonight, if you make yourself an altar, you come here, wherever you desire. I'm asking you tonight, if you need prayer, we'll gladly pray with you. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior and you're watching, tonight's your night. Make Him known. Make it, receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Because before Christ, I was, I was lost. I was, I was a sinner. I was undone. And I came to that realization I needed Him in my life and, and I believe that He is the Son of God that He has risen from the dead that He paid the price at Calvary's cross and I received Him as my Lord and Savior and I, I ask that you do the same if you don't know Him but I'm asking you to join us and pray what? pray for what? pray for this church to be a light pray for the doors to continue to open for the things that He'll supply all our need for the things that are coming in that we be good stewards of those. But pray for the lost. Pray for the souls. Because they're coming. They're coming. Join us tonight. However you feel comfortable. However you feel led. Go ahead.
somebody went, you could grab all that you wanted. You had access in. You could grab all that you wanted. But I refused to go in, and I was just mad because everybody else had, and I didn't. They received, and I didn't because I denied the access that I was allowed. 
There's only one way that we're beneficiaries of the cross, and that's through the cross. When you deny the access that's provided to you, then we don't benefit from what He's supplied. Don't let us be a people who's distracted with the trees. Let us continue to look at the forest. Let's not be distracted with all that's going on, but stay focused. Because there is a harvest. There is. There, there's a great need for the gospel to go forward. I, I've said it before, and I know that he, he watches all the time, and I, I, I don't, he didn't ask me, he didn't say, text me, get none of that, but great, great man of God, Michael Jakes, I'm telling you, listen, the word, he's not out there pimping a, a program, he's preaching the gospel, we want to avail ourselves to something, avail ourselves to truth, and listen to these things, and listen to the word of God, I mean, there's, there's thousands upon thousands of, of, of ministers to the gospel, men and women, that are preaching the truth. And there's nothing wrong with we should desire to be fed. There's people I, I, I listen, I get fed, but we have to understand my source is Christ alone. He is it alone. I pray that your week's good. I, I, I pray that you see more fruit in your life, if you will. But don't get distracted with stuff. Stay focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Before we close tonight, I just want to mention uh, the camp, Ridge Haven, uh, Lakeside Family Camp. Again, if you desire to go, we need to know. Because we need to, we have to make a deposit by next Sunday. So if you desire to go, we got to know. You don't have to. Uh, I mean, we prefer that you pay your deposit because it's going to be paid one way or another. But we, we need to know because we don't want to reserve too many rooms. We don't want to pay for something we're not going to use. So again, if you watch online, even if you live in New York and want to go, <laughs> we don't mind. But we just need to know so we can make sure that we reserve the amount of space that's needed. It's a great time. Again, you're not sleeping in a tent. We're not going to be rubbing sticks together. Uh, it's, it's a time, it's almost like a, a nice hotel room. It's a time of uh, fellowship and a time of the Word to be fed. I'm telling you, it's a great time. I'm believing the Lord for an absolute move that we have never experienced before. It's going to be a wonderful time, but uh, we need to know very soon. If you're watching, you want to, if you, if you desire to go, if you want to message me, if you want, if you have my number, if you want to text me or or summer or whatever, we'll pass that information along to Madeline. Thank God that she's handling it because you don't want me handling it. But I, I, I know the Lord is doing a wonderful work, and He'll continue. But that being said, just let us know. We love you guys. Uh, Tuesday, Bible study. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But we love you. Keep preaching. Keep proclaiming. Keep sharing the gospel. We'll see you soon.